Yeah, everybody needs to come up. Good afternoon, Googlers, and Good morning, Googlers, or good afternoon, depending on where you are joining us from, and welcome to Googlers of the Roundtable. My name is Georgina Dean, and I'm joining from GEG Aman at this amazing global GEG presentation of Be the Googly Light. So let's check who is joining today's roundtable. First, we have... Hello. Who is this? Hello, I am Professor Snape from GEG Slytherin. We are so honored to have you joining us today. You're correct. Hello, my name is Filomena Pizzulli from Italy, and I am Gryffindor. Sorry. Hello, I am the sorting hat. Sure. I put people in their houses and in their places. Mm. Hello, <gasps> I'm Tara Klein and I'm here from Indiana. Welcome Tara and welcome to all of our panelists today for the Googlers of the Roundtable. Uh, Tara, we are super excited to have you as a special guest today, uh, a recent um, Google innovator who has completed an amazingly inspiring Google Innovator project and we are really looking forward to hearing your story. Would you like to share with us um, your special topic for today? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um, so my project was really born on the idea that I, I had a student that was in my classroom that um, just brought a lot of things to my attention that the suicide rate in the U.S. is absolutely terrible. Um, we're not doing great as far as our emotional health for our teens and our, our youth. And so it was born on the idea of a way to try to help those that are in struggling situations. And so, you know, basically they tell you when you apply to be an innovator, you want to fall in love with the problem and not the solution. And so I was in love with that problem. I wanted to, I wanted us to just get to a point where we're in a world of such hate that we start to just get back to the idea of where we just take care of one another and love one another. And so 
the idea that I came up with for the solution was to um, compile and edit a book. And so that is what I've done over the past year. Um, the title of the book is called Be the Light. And so my original goal for myself was to collect 25 stories from people uh, all over the world and to highlight an area in their life where they struggled and what was a positive way that they got through it. And just to kind of highlight that struggle and maybe who was there to help them. Uh, there was spots in my year where I thought maybe I was gonna have a pamphlet and I got a little nervous thinking that there's no way I'm gonna get these 25 stories. And at the end, so many of my writers pulled through and I cannot thank them enough for their just their candidness and sharing their story and also for just making themselves vulnerable with their experiences. What a super powerful uh, story. And thank you so much for being here to share it with us. I'm really excited. I know you've just released your book, so I haven't had the chance to read it yet, but I am really excited too, because I think one of the amazing things that has uh, supported educators and the whole education community globally has been sharing and listening and supporting each other during um, the COVID-19 closure. And I think that this will be such an amazing tool as we re-enter into the school. So thank you um, to join us today and to um, share those amazing stories um, from your book uh, with the roundtable topic today. So let's get started then with our wonderful guests um, and we will take a look. Yes, let's take a look at the survey results. Thank you to all of the people who participated in the survey poll. Um, we asked the question, what did everybody think would be the most important thing to focus on when going back to school? So the choices um, were catching up on uh, missed curriculum, um, interventions to bridge gaps, social emotional care and anything else that you thought um, possibly to reply with a comment and so what we found from the poll results let's just go down to slide number five and we will share the poll results with everybody there we go so uh the poll results are in and 80 80.7% of everybody said that social and emotional care would be a key factor. What does everybody else think in the round table? Mm, it's not really my thing. Oh. I well, maybe we can... Maybe I we can help you make it your thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do think that it's it's so important, especially right now. I think that so many people are just struggling. I mean, at this worldwide right now, so many people are struggling. So I think it's huge. And I saw that somebody put on Twitter a mixture of, of maybe a couple of those, and I would agree with that as well. That's awesome. And so what we wanna to do today is we want to look into the other questions that we also pulled on the Twitter chat in the last 30 minutes to share some ideas of how we can help everybody get back, uh, get ready for back to school um, with being the googly light. So let's go ahead then and take a look at our first question for today, which is what is your favorite way to check in with students? Who would like to start? I'll go. <laughs> 
I think one of the things that I said is I, I think you just have to pay attention to them, pay attention to um, make eye contact with your students. And whether this is applying this to students or staff, make eye contact with, with them, look for cues that you know that they may be struggling, maybe a change in behavior, a change in just their routine, um, a change in just their emotional status. But I think one of the big things is just, just absolutely paying attention and communicating. I think that is so key. And I think it goes back to the point that, especially if we are, because we don't know how every school is going to be restarting, right? If it's going to be in hybrid or fully back to school or fully online. And so it's a really key factor, just like we always encourage that eye contact in face to face in person is that we're making that same thing and allowing that connection to happen online. So thank you for sharing, Tara. It's a great point. I'd Toby, like did you have something? Please go ahead. Well, during distance learning, I made use of the question feature in Google Classroom to ask students how they are. And the reason I enjoy that is because you can sort your answers and you can sort by answer. And therefore you can filter down to all those that are happy and make sure that you give them the support they need to make sure they don't get overexcited. I really like that. So are you suggesting then that we should be able to filter our questions when we post them? What a lovely idea. Yes, because then you can go straight to those that need the support. What a wonderful idea, help those in need. And we also had one of our Googlers in the chat comment on how uh, to help people to be inspired that there can be light on the other side. So using things like yes. question polls and connections, that is a great idea, Stephanie. Thank you for sharing. And that we need to be able to help um, each other and letting them know that because we have light at the end of the tunnel, it's a powerful message to help them get through. Thank you for sharing. Toby, would you like to add to that? Yes, definitely. Uh, I found that when I was using live video, there was a good opportunity to talk to my learners and um, as Tara was saying, to make that eye contact, but to make that personal contact with them to find out if they were okay. Um, and also to, to sort of find out whether people were being quiet and who is it that is being quiet. And I was dragging on, um, you know, Professor Snape's idea that uh, those that were quiet, I could then sort of find out if, if everything was all right, but off camera as it were you know whether it was using another channel so i think you know not only do we use live video but i was using you know my phone i was using texts i was using emails i was doing what i could to get in touch with my learners i love that any means possible to reach absolutely Amazing ideas. And I really liked what you said about reaching even those students uh, or learners who necessarily wouldn't feel comfortable opening up in front of everybody else. And so using a variety of channels. And I think that's what it's all about. As educators, being creative innovators, we always need to find whatever way we can to reach our students. And I think that's such a powerful message, Toby. So thank you for going the extra mile uh, to make that meaningful for your, for your learners. I would have liked that when I was at school. I'm sure that would have helped you in your journey. Yes, I completely yeah. agree. And Philomena, would you like to add to that? 
Yes, uh, sorry if I, uh, my internet <laughs> broke down. <laughs> so, uh, what is the question, please, Mr. Ah, Mrs. Gonai? Very good point. So, we are asking about favorite ways to check in with your students. Oh, my favorite question because it is so. Um, I am so interested in this uh, in this question uh, due to the fact that I love soul introduction into classroom. So every time I go into classroom, into my classroom, I ask always my student, how, "How are you? How do you do?" Every time, every day, and I do in a normal way or just with a pool. And sometimes I use the pool because we start to check um, the homework in the Google Classroom. And in Google Classroom, you have the pool question, the, the simply Google question in the classroom. So I use it some, uh, sometimes. And just to check, how are you today? Uh, are, you, are you comfortable with the issue that, are we, uh, that we are studying? And this is my my approach every day. Mm. Oh, I love that. Uh, one of my favorite ways also to check in with my students is to actually create an assignment with a um, card that they can check in. So there's a lot of great resources from educators internationally being posted across Twitter for wellness and well-being. So you could grab any of those slides um, by posting it as an assignment in the Google Classroom. Students can actually fill in or drag their emoji where they want to go and giving them that personal private space to then interact with the teacher if they didn't feel like sharing out. So I think um, mixing all of the approaches that were mentioned in the round table today would, would definitely help us to ensure that we reach all learners um, going back to school. So thank you everybody for sharing, it's super helpful. Um, let's Can I add one to more, Georgina? Absolutely, with pleasure. I'm feeling warm all of a sudden and want to share. Um, one of the ways I found really interesting, which isn't my way, um, was one that was introduced to me by the marvelous Kat Lamin during the virtual staff room, which was, where do you stand on a, on a scale of rubber ducky? And I thought that was really good fun. Sorry, I smiled, I apologize. It looks good on you, shall we keep it? It hurts. Oh, <laughs> well, we, we don't want to cause anybody any pain. But yes, shout out to Cat uh, Lemon from Global GEG and GEG UK. Absolutely has helped and supported so many educators uh, during these past months. And um, yeah, I actually joined in the end of that rubber ducky. So um, find something that's meaningful and to your students. You all know your groups of learners and you know what they like and you know what will inspire and motivate them, make them feel safe to share. And so you Use whatever whatever you can. Absolutely. Thank you for adding that. Could I um, just add something? We, sure. we saw something just now about sending postcards to our learners, which I thought was a lovely idea. Um, I'd, 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 I'd be so thrilled to receive a personal postcard from my teacher. Yes. What a lovely idea. This came in the chat, did it then? Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. Absolutely. And we um, we know how much a personalized note can mean to students, whether that is by handwriting or whether you send it digitally, because there are different ways to send those. Um, I think a personal message will definitely go a long, long way. Thank you, Toby, and to whoever commented that in the chat. 
Okay, great. Let's move on to question number two then. Uh, what is your preferred tool for improving work-life balance and productivity? Super important question, especially thinking about all of those people who have families that they're trying to juggle at the same time as being in a classroom or at a school. Um, really great question to dive into. Who would like to start? Um, I just wanted to, to say I, I love gardening. And um, over here in the UK, you can rent a plot of land and grow fruit and vegetables on it. And it's it's jolly good fun. And um, and it's so, so relaxing to be out in the countryside. You know, you, you can hardly hear anything and just relaxed weeding and watering and just getting on with it. It's, it's a lovely way of relaxing. And, um, you know, I can get the family involved as well. And obviously there's fruit and vegetables to bring to the family and they can see the results of my labor. So it's really nice. I think that's lovely to be out in nature. I think I'm most excited about renting land to grow fruits and vegetables. Might have to get myself over there. You'll be more than welcome. Oh, thank you so much. Well, one Ms. of the things, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay, Tara, go ahead. Uh, one of the things that we do as a family is uh, we use Google Keep. I live by Google Keep with just all my notes and all the things that we have to do. But as a family, we have a shared Google Keep of just family tasks that need done. And so my kids have chore tasks that are on the Google Keep uh, list. And so they have to kind of check in and see what's on there. And I think that since I am such a list maker that sometimes it can feel really overwhelming. And I saw this amazing advice in a blog that I'd read and it said the, the essential part of it was do five things when you're feeling overwhelmed and your to-do list just feels a mile long. Take those five most important things off of that list, put them at the very top, tell yourself you're going to do those five things. And at the end of those five things, give yourself permission to stop. And if you feel you can keep going and that was just all the push that you needed, by all means, go ahead and, and keep doing them. But give yourself permission to stop if you need to. I love that too much. We have to be kind to ourselves. And I love the fact that you talked about giving yourself permission. And I think there are many that need to be reminded that that is so important, is that it is okay to slow down or miss something or take a break. You know, we have to be really flexible with that. So thanks for bringing that up, Tara. Um, and we have another special guest joining our round table. Welcome, JP. Hi, JP. Hi, JP. Hi. Hello, hello, hello. Hi there. And JP, JP, where are you joining us from today? Today I'm joining from the heart of the Rocky Mountains in Butte, America, Montana. Wow. I've never been to Montana. That's so exciting. It is a wonderful treasure state with a rich history um, that spans the globe. And it's an incredible place to live and to educate and to be an educational leader. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us. And which GEG are you joining us from today as well, JP? Today I am joining you from GEG Montana. 
Wonderful. So be sure to check out GEG Montana as well and connect with the, the wonderful group of educators over there. So JP, I don't know if you want to jump in on this question as well or the next one, but we were talking about our, your preferred tool for improving a work-life balance. So we talked about gardening from Toby, who's growing some delicious fruits and vegetables. And um, Tara had mentioned about, you know, giving yourself permission to take a break, take it easy, you know, that things don't have to, you know, just to slow down and really focus on yourself uh, as well as Google Keep for lists. So let us know. So definitely one of my things that I'm always concerned about for my teachers and for my students is that they do take some time for themselves and they slow down just a little bit. So I do a three point list. What's important at the moment? What's going to be important in just a few hours? And what's going to be important at the end of the day? So that really helps me prioritize. And I've been able to teach that to young people and to my teachers and really just allow them to understand it's okay to take a break. If you need a break, communicate. Say, hey, can you give me five? Just give me five. I need to walk around the corner for a minute or I need to unplug for just a minute. I love the gardening idea. I love gardening myself. Um, all kinds of flowers and roses and vegetables and herbs and things growing in the backyard. That's always just a wonderful way to de-stress. And then, of course, a great book um, like the book by Miss Tara Klein. That's a great book. And then also uh, a great Harry Potter book helps out. So. <sighs> That keys in nicely, Mr. Snape. Well, would you like to add? I, I, I'm feeling the need to share, yes, which is strange for me. Um, I originally, when the Ministry of Magic started to phase out owls, I was slightly disturbed. However, the introduction of G owl has really made me more efficient. Um, I've kept on top of my dark arts uh, in a much more organized fashion. And I particularly like to try and work at Inbox Zero. Um, and the way I do that is to archive, but also to make use of tasks. Because I have a lot of things I'd like to do during the course of the day, mostly upsetting young children. So it's easy to lose track of who you've already upset and who you've still got to do. So tasks I find very useful. I recommend it. I couldn't agree more. And I'd love to hear more about this Inbox Zero. So if anybody would like to share any links with our viewers, I think that could be super tremendously helpful. Thank you for sharing Inbox Zero and tasks, Mr. Snape. It's we appreciate it. Oh, yes. forgive me. It's in my spell book. I think Miss Philomena is trying to spell you to silence. <laughs> Not the first time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're up, Miss Philomena. Would you like to add to that? Yes, I was thinking the best uh, tool to organize my life because I like planning and I usually use the, the paper planning. I like colors and uh, lighter and, and post-it stickers. I liked it. I like uh, 15 years old 
Uh, then I discovered the magic tool Google Calendar. And the, the important thing that all the family uh, had the chance to synchronize the Google Calendar. So we got uh, notification for, for for the same event. For example, I had to go to the, the to the gym, and then all the members of the family got the, that notification and know that I am going to the gym, and I like it very much. And then I created all the calendar for classroom and teacher staff and um, staff meeting, and I have all these calendars in my Google. And I like it very much. But sometimes uh, I'm when in the classroom, for example, especially during the distance learning, sometimes um, I just work with the children, just um, just talking. Sometimes they need only talking. So we are completely unplugged in a virtual way um, and close the book and talk about our feeling. And so we can balance School stuff, school stuff with the uh, emotional stuff. I love that. I love that there's a balance there, and I'm a big fan of Google Calendar also. But what I most love is that you have a shared calendar with your family members, and I absolutely would agree. I actually do the same thing with students uh, in class. We have a shared Google Classroom calendar, and so we all can know, have an idea of what's going on during the school day as well. But absolutely for family life as well, it's super key. Um, and I really like what you said about sharing how you're all feeling together. I would say my biggest thing is whatever your students are finding to do for their well um, well-being, like their life balance as well with work, is share and talk about that in class because I found out when I was participating in that activity a lot more about my students some kids really like to ride bicycles like in the city going around some students really like to go to the gym other people like to go fishing uh, so you just you get to know your students a lot more if you ask them about their activities as well so yeah great points there guys all right, let's move on to the last two questions just so that we don't run out of time although I'm sure we could speak for days on these amazing topics. Uh, question number three is all about the tools that you found effective in terms of giving students a voice. So Philomena touched on that a little bit about the end, about how can we encourage them to share. I know Tara's mentioned it a little bit, but what tools do you have you found would really empower that sharing? Uh, I start, I like Flipgrid. Really, I uh, I I use it for, for uh, book reviews, for issue reviews, for science uh, experiments, and other things. And I like it so much because sometimes um, students are so um, involved in the YouTuber uh, stuff. Uh, their dream is to become a YouTuber, and so with people they pretend to do that. And so I like this tool so much. And I think Flipgrid has gone through so many amazing feature updates to really empower creativity as well in collaboration globally. So fantastic shout out there, Philomena. Well done. Who would like to go next? I'm happy to contribute. Oh, lovely. Um, I originally, I think it's important some, some pupils keep themselves to themselves. So I started using Truth Serum, 
but that wasn't popular with the parents. So I've been using Screencastify's Submit Beta, which allows any student to record a video and they don't need any software on their own devices. So it's very, very accessible and it integrates really nicely with Google Classroom. Oh, we do love a good Google Classroom integration, don't we? We do. Mr. Mm. I particularly liked what you said about being able to um, work so accessibility across the devices that it could yeah. be available for all of our learners. And I think that's also really important when thinking about having every voice uh, be amplified. Well done, Mr. Snape. Thank you. Very Thank critical you. points. JP, go ahead, please. I am always concerned about students wanting to belong. Um, so to me, what's really important to teach teachers what to do is to listen and encourage. I think slides is a great tool for kids to put together presentations um, of anything they're interested. So find what the interest of the child is and let them explore that and then encourage and support them by, by just saying, oh, that looks so great. Oh, that's a great idea. I really like how you did this. Can you tell me more about that? Um, and then the other thing I do is I bring in the human factor and let them see me fail. Mm. And I explain, today I had these failures. These are things that didn't go right, but I'm still getting through it and you can too. Um, so to let them understand that failure is part of the process of growth. And that is just such a powerful way to support children. I love that, JP. I, I agree with that 100% because I that was one of the things that I had put um, on my Twitter response was just uh, letting them know that they can trust you, but also being vulnerable and letting them know that you're human too. And the minute that they know that they can trust you, they know that they have an adult that's going to take care of them and be on their side. But I Absolutely. think being... I think it's awesome, JP. I love that. And, and I love you'll that. find that trust, if, if you do share that vulnerability, because we are all vulnerable, and teachers more so than children, because we really don't want to fail. Yeah. Um, but I found year, year after year after year after year, when I become more vulnerable, our learning sessions, our learning environment, our our school system, it becomes so tight knit and there's so much trust that evolves out of that. And it, it's just an incredible uh, tool and, and way to build your community. Mm -hmm. So thanks, Tara. That's great. I'm really glad you said that. No, I think we all agree. And taking a look at the, the chat also, JP, you got a lot of shout outs about vulnerability. Um, Tara's in there saying fail forward is so important. And I love the fact that it's important for us to set that as an example, right? As educators who are leaders in the classroom, be okay to be failing and be okay to let them see your vulnerability because that will also inspire them to share theirs. Stephanie's also here saying you can't expect that from students if you're not willing to do it yourself. So completely agree. So great shout out there, Toby. And it's a great point because the question is talking about tools, but it's a really important balance to understand that a tool doesn't necessarily have to be digital and that it can be the tool, the power of voice, the power of heart and the power of connection. So thank you, JP. It's wonderful. 
Um, Amy saying here offering choice as well. So different ways for students to be able to connect. So thank you for sharing, Amy. That's awesome. Um, Philomena or Toby, would you like to add to that as well? Ladies first. Oh, I, <laughs> I am so, so, um, JP, your words are amazing. Really, really. Because um, as uh, you know, I am uh, in the VIA court to 20 uh, as a new innovator and the cell the social emotional learning is my, my key is my keyword and I would like to um, focus on the feeling about the feeling of, uh, of the student and the teacher as well because uh, especially after COVID, COVID is a, um, a, a causes a trauma for children especially and now you have to uh, sit down and and talk to them and feel them comfortable with during the day and not not only in school you have to be by their side always because they are vulnerable as we are and together we can uh, we can find the right way to to move on feel always more self confident and stronger you know. So I'm very uh, agree with you. Philomena, wow, that's, that's incredible. I, I was gonna just comment, as you were speaking, I was thinking, so there's a shift that has to occur as well. We just think of kids coming to school, okay, let's get right into the lesson, let's start teaching, let's get them right to work, let's get them busy. For younger kids, when we talk about pre-K through eighth grade, you know, a lot of that nurturing aspect comes at home with the parent or on the ride to school. How was how your morning or what did you what are you going to do today? We as educators now have to become nurturers and it's OK to slow down the rigor of the instruction. Our, our rigorous pattern, it's OK to slow that down and to ensure our children and our teachers are healthy and they're safe. And that's okay to do that. You can take 10 minutes, you can take 50 minutes. In the long run, that is gonna be more important than pushing them to do 20 math problems in the next 15 minutes or reading the next three paragraphs. Make sure that they are okay. Yes, Yeah. absolutely. Agreed. That was so beautiful. And even coming in from the chat, Stephanie saying the voices, it's just so important and sharing and hearing everybody and giving everybody a chance. Thank you so much, JP. Toby, would you like to add any final ideas? Um, I was just saying, you know, JP's added something. Philomena, you know, you're all talking about, you know, showing vulnerability. And uh, I showed vulnerability over the last four months. I was um, making videos and recording them for my students and saying good morning to my students every, you know not every day but you know maybe three or four times a week and uh you know talking about what was going on what i was doing how i was looking after myself what i was doing to maintain my own well-being and then saying you know at the end there was a call to action saying you know can you tell me what you're doing can you uh tell me how you're doing you know um you know put it in the comments or you know write it in, the, it was a YouTube video. And I said, you could either do it on YouTube or you could do it in the Google Classroom or you can direct message me, but let me know how you're getting on. Because 
And what I'd noticed was that um, gradually, you know, the views um, were, were going up and up and up. More and more people, more and more of my learners were taking interest in watching these videos and responding. And it went from, uh, uh, say, 20 to 30 a week to 60 a day. So, you know, they, they really do respond to the personal touch from the teacher. Mm -hmm. I think that's just so important, Toby. Thank you so much for sharing, because if we are not able to connect with our students, we are not actually going to know how they're doing. And so all of the points that you mentioned and everybody else around the round table on question number three is phenomenal. So if you're joining us in the audience, please make sure you take note of those, give those a try with your students. And um, please, please, please connect with them on a social emotional level uh, at the beginning of school reentry. It will just it will just help so much. So thank you for sharing. All right, let's finish up with question four then. Uh, although, I, as I said before, I'm sure we could talk about this for hours and days. Um, question number four is asking, how do we then ensure our own well-being? Because as Stephanie mentioned in the chat as well, in order for us to be able to support others with their well-being and wellness, obviously we need to make sure that our cup is also filling up regularly. So what are some ideas on how we can help ourselves make sure that our well-being is in check? May I? With pleasure. Um, I, people may find this difficult to believe, but I actually tend to hide my insecurities with humor. And for many, many years I've done this and realized last year that I'd reached a breaking point and actually went to visit the doctor uh, he prescribed me some medication, which has helped fantastically. I went to some CBT therapy, and uh, I started taking part in Park Run, which I found incredibly um, useful and almost um, warm in terms of the community. It's completely free, it's local, and it gives you an opportunity to get out of the house first thing in the morning, and really start your day on a positive note or, or, or threatening like an idiot in my case. Um, so I, I think sport is very important, community is very important, but also being prepared to accept that you do need to speak to people and you can't cover it up. That's all I have to say on the matter. Well, Mr. Snape, it is a very powerful message you just shared and that it is okay to reach out and get help, join communities, join support where you can feel you have a voice. And Mr. Snape, trust me, at Googlers of the Roundtable, you are always welcome and feel safe with us. Thank you. I think that's huge to kind of piggyback on that is that for years I was embarrassed of the fact that I have anxiety and you know you didn't want to admit it because you feel like you're different you feel like something's not okay and I found that the more that I'm open about it that other people are in that similar situation and you can find support from one another and um, I think one of the big things too to kind of continue to answer the question with that same thing is number one taking care of yourself and by taking care of yourself is setting those boundaries and boundaries come in all different forms boundaries sometimes come in saying no maybe you really 
maybe you can do it, maybe you're capable of doing it, but maybe you just don't have the capacity, whether that's mental, physical, whatever that might be, say no. And I, this is something I'm still working on myself, but saying no and then being okay with saying no. That can be really difficult is to follow that up with the being okay with it. But um, I have found that those times that I just shut off and I, my family is my everything to me. And when I take that time to shut off and just be with my family, that's when I recharge. And that could be an activity that we enjoy. And sometimes as much as I love my family, I need to recharge and just be by myself and do something that just simply I enjoy for me. But my biggest form of, of growth was realizing that to not be ashamed of struggling with anxiety and to just embrace it and figure out a way to, to get through it. I think that is such, so powerful as well. And thank you so much for sharing Tara. We, it is okay to, to have feelings of any kind. And I think that whether it's, you know, anxiety or, um, you know, shyness, like whatever feeling that students and learners are going through, we just need to help them to make sure that it is a safe place for them to embrace and move forward. And it's the same with educators. So thank you so much for sharing your personal story with us, Tara. It's very helpful. Thank you for having me. Would anybody else like to share? Sure. GP, sure. thanks. So I think about this question and it's so important that, you know, how do we ensure our own well-being? And, and the most important aspect of this to me, um, because we're, when you are an educational leader, um, you become responsible to an entire community. If you have 500 kids in your school, they have two parents, they have grandparents, aunts, uncles, uh, and all of a sudden you're responsible for 10 or 15,000 people in that community. What I really do to ensure my own well-being is I like to be out and I like to see people in the community, whether it's at church or it's at the park. Um, the school building has been empty for five months and that's lonely. And that really affected me not seeing kids in the hallway. Um, not seeing them there on a daily basis. And so then I reflected and I thought about, well, how is this affecting teachers? Teachers love, we live for being there for our children. So I went back and I started looking at pictures from the yearbook. And I started seeing kids smiles. I started seeing special moments. And to me, that was a way to ensure everything I was doing with the difficulties and all of the stressors of just a regular job as an educator, but now you put this pandemic on top of it. That was a way for me to ensure that I was still on mission. I was still on point. It was all about the kids. It was all about the teachers and their support. Um, and then I've just been reading some stories in uh, from Tara's website that just these stories that are so emotional and so supportive and so um, human, they're human. These, they're sharing a piece of their own insight. And um, wow, it's just amazing. We're all human. 
Let's reconnect in that level. Let's use technology. We have the greatest level of technology ever. Mm. And we still don't know a lot about our own selves and people. So let's just connect in that sense and, and share. And share that experience of humanity. It's important. Our kids need it more than ever. More than ever. You're getting a load of love, love in the in the chat there, JP. There's a lot of people feeling they can connect with you, your calming way. Um, Andy is saying, uh, would you like to read to his children at night? And I think it's really important. Um, obviously, if you'd like to read to families, that's great. Um, but it's really important, yeah, to be able to connect with yourself first and then to be able to connect with your students. There's just so much greatness in everything you just said, JP. Thank you for sharing that message. Absolutely. I'm excited. So what we're doing, like this whole global GEG and all the GEG leaders and all the innovators and all of the people all around the world, what, what an incredible opportunity to change mm -hmm. the future of every nation, every child, every teacher, every family. This is, we're in an unprecedented time, and I'm so glad to be on here with everybody, especially Darren. Love the humor. I, laughing, it, it gets me through every day. Who couldn't use a good laugh? I know Darren is so appreciative. He's in the chat right now. Uh, he's trying to make some connections with Mr. Snape, trying to really help him out there. Mr. Snape, do you have any comments? I, I, I've, I've got a strange feeling just here in my left chest for Mr. JP. He's a very calming gentleman. And uh, I kind of feel like however bad things get with Lord Voldemort, um, if I listen to JP, everything will be fine. Yes. Agreed. Yes. When all feels wrong in the world, I'm calling JP. Yes. <laughs> and we also had um, a shout out in the chat as well for um, the global GEG staff room. So I know there was a shout out to Kat Lemon earlier, who's been running that like a superstar um, for many months now. So come in and chat another great um, ear, shoulder and smile to see. Um, at the staff room with everybody there. So that's wonderful. So this brings us, um, Toby, sorry, did you want to add any last um, comments to ensuring your own well-being? Well, you know, I, I feel that I wouldn't be able to, um, I mean, how, how do you finish off something that JP has just been saying, you know, except for that? Oh, we lost him. He'll be back. He will that's, be back. Snape. I'm sure right. Was that your dirty dark magic? No. <laughs> yes, I think you are. Oh. He's a secret mudblood, you know. <laughs> Toby, Toby is on his way back. And um, okay. he gets back. Oh, there he is. Hello Toby. again. Hello. Sorry, guys, I might get cut out again, but never mind. It is. It's. It's about. It's about knowing. I've. I've known so many new people on Twitter. You know the Googlers, the innovators, um, 
people who are enthusiastic about what they do, people who love what they do. And that's been such a change from um, a lot of the negativity that is surrounding me in, you know, in work life and in, and, um, you know, keeping me positive, keeping me going. And that's so important. You know, we're, I, I used to think that I would be able to soldier on alone, and it's it, it's so reassuring to have other people around. I think that is such a beautiful note to end on because PLN and a community of support, as was said throughout today's session, is just so key. And so there's other sayings like find your tribe, find those people that you know will be there to listen to you, that respect you, that will take care of you, and that will provide you with the encouragement and support you need. And so definitely everybody at Googlers of the Roundtable is here for you guys, as well as the entire community at global geg and we are so grateful also to be connected with all of the people in the audience who have been sharing their comments and ideas and just generally sharing the global googly love so thank you so much to all of you um, we'd like to just give some um reminders and shout outs so first of all our next googlers of the round table will be on saturday the 29th of august so please make sure that um you set your notification reminders in the calendar to join us then um, we will um have another special episode ready for you then so stay tuned for that and we would like to give tara a chance to shout out the wonderful work that she has been doing on be the light so tara please go ahead okay thank you so um i've provided a couple links for you here there's um one it's the amazon link so you can purchase the book and as i mentioned it's 25 stories from people all over the world in all different aspects of life how they may have struggled and what are the positive ways that they were able to get through that that difficult journey in their life so there's the link there um, i have it available on paperback and i also have it available um, in a kindle version too so you can choose either one uh, i do not want resources to be a reason that somebody cannot get the help that they need so you also can access these stories uh, for free on my website and that way if you want to buy the book you can buy it absolutely but if you just need that help and you need that one story you're welcome to go to my website and see those 25 stories that are all highlighted there um, you can follow me on Instagram uh, Twitter and Facebook I have two Twitters one is uh, specifically for the project uh, which is be the light and then my mrs. T Klein is more of the um, just kind of me in general and some of the edtech things that I share and then finally I have a podcast too um, the podcast is still in its early stages, but there are a couple of episodes that are available there. Um, it is available on Anchor, but if you go to my website, you'll see a variety of other ways that you can access that podcast as well. And that is I guess I should mention too, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I uh, the My background is a family consumer sciences teacher. And so that's why it's the faxy lady, family consumer sciences teacher. So that is my background. 
No, we are so grateful to hear from uh, you, Tara, and for sharing those amazing resources. And um, Stephanie has also commented and said that she's purchased and she will have your book to read very soon. Um, and so all of these links have been posted by uh, Global GEG in the YouTube chat. And of course, uh, we will be reposting Tara's amazing resources to help you uh, throughout your journey over the next mm -hmm. while. Um, please also, you can with this um, Wakelet curation of amazing resources for you to take away um, to share with your education community. So please make sure um, you grab that Wakelet and uh, definitely subscribe to that. Um, and also, um, shout out to um, uh, from Stephanie, also very good point there to Tara because this is a Google Innovator project. So if any of you are interested in changing the world to support people with social emotional learning and just having their voices amplified, then definitely um, creating projects like this that will help the greater community will be an amazing thing. So thank you, Tara, for taking that on and for bringing that to light. Uh, we definitely appreciate you. Thank you. Okay. Georgina. You're welcome. It's, okay. It's addictive. Yes. Be careful. If you go to that website and you start reading those stories, it's like you're trapped into this good movie. You just, you got to get some popcorn and read the stories. They're so addictive. But that's good. That's what people want. We need actual stories that are going to inspire and and make people want to, you know, share their themselves. And we want to change the world, JP. So thank you for saying that because I think that is exactly the kind of reading um, that we want to be caught up in and podcast and whatnot. So thank you, JP. That's awesome. Um, okay, so that brings us to the end of the session, guys. We would super appreciate it if you could please always uh, give us feedback on today's session. Um, here is the link in the chat. If you could kindly take a few minutes just to give us feedback, we would greatly appreciate. And um, we are looking forward to seeing all of you on the 29th of August at the same time for our next Googly topic. So thank you. Uh, Googlers of the round table that joined us today. Special shout out again to Tara and Mr. Snape for sharing his very personal stories and to each of you uh, for taking risks to share um, things about your personal life as well. It definitely helped create a sense of caring and support and love um, across the world today. So thank you for everything you're doing in education and thank you finally to our viewers for joining in. Uh, to share your journeys with us. We appreciate all of you as well. Until next time, everybody.